0: Welcome to Life at the Ballpark. On this episode, you'll hear the story of a kid who used to take his architecture models with him to the ballpark, eventually turning his love for architecture and his devotion to baseball into his dream job.
1: Bottom line, the Astrodome put Houston on the international map. If you said Houston, you you automatically thought of the Astrodome. And if you said Astrodome, people around the world thought of Houston. Welcome to
0: Life at the Ballpark, sharing stories from players, managers and coaches, writers and broadcasters, and even team historians about their lives around baseball. This episode is coming to you from Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas, home of the Houston Astros. Hi, I'm John Frost, and my guest today is Mike Acosta. He's the team historian and memorabilia authenticator for the Houston Astros. Mike, thanks for sharing about your life at the ballpark. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Mike is the authentication manager, and he's the historian for the Houston Astros, and we have so much to talk about, because this guy is a walking encyclopedia about baseball in Houston, Texas.
1: I appreciate it, yeah. I, I mean, I don't ever claim to know everything, because I don't think anybody can know everything, but I've seen my sheriff stuff, and, and I've studied enough, so... I'm well-versed, let's put it that way. Well, well, explain it for a second. What what it is that you do with with those sort of dual roles? Sure. Well, as historian, I watch out for our history on a daily basis with the Astros. And so that is from protecting history, archives that we already have, like items, you know, whether it's a, a uniform or a hat or a bat of yesteryear, if it's a contract or uh, even a letter on you know old stationery from the Houston Buffs, or or a letter from the National League to to the Colt Forty Fives, or whatever, just anything that that speaks to our history and our story here in Houston. And it it I watch over those items, and then we also add items to you know as we play games. And so, a lot of times, if we have a big moment on the field, and a player has a, a big milestone, if it's a no hitter, if it's a three thousandth hit or a one thousandth hit, even if it's the first major league hit of somebody's career, uh, I'm looking out for those types of things and making sure that we get those items back into the hands of the Astros. So that way we can make a decision as to where it goes, because we also work in, in conjunction with the, the, the National Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame. And so they come to us and they ask us for certain items as well, depending on what it is. And sometimes the the Texas Sports Hall of Fame as well. We've, we've done work with them. So, you know, it's it's to protect history, to watch history, uh, to make sure that that uh, everything is protected, the legacy, and to celebrate and promote it too. And so there's there's three different things. So you have the the archives, right? And so uh, that is the protection of the, the history of the franchise. Then you also have the authentication portion, which is what leads to protecting the, uh, the archives. The authentication process is what certifies all of the modern day items that come out of the ball game. So if we have game use baseball, Game use bat, jersey, whatever it is, even dirt. Uh, the the Major League Authentication Program is is that other step, and then we also have a revenue generator. As part of the the program as well which is called Astros Authentics and that is all the items that we sell to the fans and they know that it's a hundred percent authentic because it's been certified by a major league authentication hologram and so they can go back and look it up and and know that this is a pitch in the dirt from Justin Verlander it's 97 miles an hour Mm -hmm. to such and such such and such batter on this given day and uh, or it's a home run
0: I want to come back to that in a few minutes and ask you about some specific things that you've experienced in Astros history, but I want to kind of go back to the first of
1: your. You, you grew up in Houston.
0: How did you fall in love with baseball?
1: Uh, it, the, the the simple answer is my dad. My dad took me to the Astrodome uh, about age two or three. You know, we were going to games. Uh, I fell in love with, and literally, when you when you talk about falling in love with. Uh, an environment i mean that's that's the only thing at at this point at at my age now that i can actually relate that to is the experience of walking into a place like the Astrodome where it was so hot outside so we would walk up to these doors you would uh, open these doors outward and feel that that whoosh of air conditioning and walk in and there were these lamps. And all of a sudden you'd look over the seats that were usually orange or red where, where we entered and you would see that, that perfectly green, bright AstroTurf field. And then I would see the orange hats and the rainbow uniforms. Uh, You know, you, you, it just was mesmerizing and seeing the scoreboard in the outfield, it was so huge. All those bulbs. I remember walking as a little kid, looking up, and, and it was, I guess it was kind of like looking at an old Vegas type sign, you know, with all these light bulbs that flashed in, in sequence. And so, and then just looking up at the the, um, the design of the, the roof of the astronome, just all those girders and those diamond shaped patterns, you know, now I know exactly what all that's called uh lamella you know a german <laughs> german influenced lamella design but just as a kid looking up and it literally felt like we were walking into another environment it felt like we we're walking into another world
0: finally inside a look at more than 50,000 paying guests settled in their comfortable padded seats at 72 degrees temperature and 50% relative humidity no rain sun wind dust perspiration, splinters, hard benches, mosquitoes, or snow, it's the Astrodome, inside a world of its own, truly the eighth wonder of the world.
1: My grandfather was a big Astros fan, and we would sit out on the front porch, you know, he they used to live in the Heights near downtown, and so we would sit out in the middle of summer, and we'd listen to, to Gene Elston, and we'd listen to, to Milo at times, and and we would have our own radio show on the front porch and just sit there and converse and we'd break down every player and, and this is what they should be doing. You know, we, we, would, we would be the Bill, the Bill Verdon or Hal Lanier sitting there or we would be the Gene Elston or Milo you know, there doing the, the game and, and talking about it. We had our own show going on. And so that was a lot of fun. And that's, that is where it sparked curiosity as to why do we have the Astrodome? why do we have rainbow uniforms why are we playing on fake you know artificial turf you know and i would i would look on cable and see wrigley field during the daytime right wgn during the summer and you would see natural grass and they were making a big deal about the ivy in the outfield and the you know natural you know sunlight and all this and and the traditions of baseball but we did it different and so all of that sparked curiosity with me and then i found um out, you know, I heard a name, Roy Hoffines, and that sparked curiosity. So I wanted to know who this guy was that that kind of led the charge for all these wonderful things that I was seeing as a kid and then I was growing up. So that's where that's where it all started. It started with my my dad and my grandfather, uh, but then it all that just sparked this huge amount of curiosity, and and so school projects were. Were written about the Astros, written about players. You know Nolan Ryan. He was my favorite, and I listened. To, I I pitched as a kid. Uh, I listened to everything he said, uh, and then just trying to find out more. You know, I mean, I I was I was a huge fan of Jose Cruz. I love watching Jose Cruz. I love watching the other Astro players on the field, but I wanted to know why why all this stuff. It, it for some reason it just it just sparked my interest, more than what I could find in a media guide. And so that's, that's where that came from.
0: Well, you and I have had this conversation before, but my very first Major League game was the very first game in the Astrodome.
1: Yeah, Which yeah. is April
0: 9th, 1965. I'm envious, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you were
0: very, very nice to show me a ticket from yeah. that game. And the thing I want to put into context, if I can, about everything that you just said, is what a big deal the Astrodome was because obviously it was the first indoor ballpark. They called it the Eighth eight, Wonder of the World. But in addition to that, what it meant to the city of Houston, because before that, Houston was really an oil town and a cow town. Mm-hmm. And in the mid-60s, 1964-65, Houston really began to transform. Johnson Space Center Correct. came here. The Astros uh, came here, obviously changing their name to mm-hmm. be a tribute to the space program. Sure. And it really,
1: uh, Houston really became a modern city. And the Astrodome is a symbol of that. Bottom line, the Astrodome put Houston on the international map. If you said Houston, you, you automatically thought of the Astrodome. And if you said Astrodome, people around the world thought of Houston just in the same way that they thought of astronauts and the space program and such. And that was, that was part of what, what Roy Hoffines was, was really about. He was very progressive, very forward thinking, um, always creative master showman. And he was the driving force behind all that. And, the, uh, without him, I don't think the dome would have been built here in Houston. But they had talked about it. That's, that's the thing that I always uh, mention. It's like, you know, they tried to do this for the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? There was, there was these sketches and, uh, you know, you could build a dome stadium in Boston. You could build one in Brooklyn and you could, you could do all these magical things. You could put parking garages underneath the stadium and put a shopping center. But nobody knew how to really get that done. And, you know, it, it all starts from a, a multitude of things, the, the, uh, the shopping center plans. You know, Hoffman was, at the time, before he, he was asked to come, in, come into the Houston Sports Association, he was researching uh, how to put together an air-conditioned shopping center. Whether it could be domed, if it's an indoor building, how do you how do you create a shopping? And that sounds very uh, crazy to us now because it's so easy to think. You know, you have these these, especially with, like with a structure like the Mall of America, right? But back then, uh, air conditioning, large scale places was just not what it, what it is today. It just really wasn't. It was very far fetched. It was it was an idea that nobody could really wrap themselves around. <laughs> Coming
0: up, Astro's historian Mike Acosta shares the story about how a little girl with a strawberry snow cone asked her dad a question that gave him the idea to build
1: the 8th wonder of the world. And she she looks at her dad and says, Daddy, why can't we play indoors? <laughs> and, and, and the way she recalled it to me, he kind of stopped and he's like, he's like, when did you start taking my smart pills?
0: You're listening to this podcast because you have an interest in baseball. If you own a business, what do you think people who call you have an interest in? Yeah, your business. So you need a message on hold now. Tell your callers about your products and services, locations and hours, special offers and more with a message on hold now. We've been providing telephone on hold messages since 1992 and we can do one for you. Get your custom message on hold now at messageonholdnow.com. Message on hold now And now back to my conversation with Mike Acosta, historian for the Houston Astros on Life at the Ballpark. I hope you'll subscribe and share with your friends. There's a new
1: episode each week. When you say an eighth wonder of the world, that was, that was something, a, a term that was coined by the Reverend Billy Graham when he saw the Astrodome, who was friends with Roy Hoffheims. And he walked over and and there's a wonderful quote. In fact, one of the redevelopment plans or the models that I put together, it had a quote from Billy Graham that talks about the Astrodome. You know, that this, in fact, is one of the great wonders of the world. uh, A dream coming true before our very eyes. And again, it's hard, you know, we're 54 years later, you know, and almost 60 years, you know, from the time that they Started construction, and we have all these you know modern stadiums where the roof rolls back and uh, all these other structures that you can build for football. The field slides out now, and and we have technology at our hands, and we can share our own ideas and, and through the internet and through our phones. But back then, none of that was possible. I've heard
0: so. I've heard Jeff, Judge Hoffine's daughter tell a story about a conversation between the judge and. She, when she was a little girl, that was about
1: the the first idea of the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she was. Uh, she, I think you're, you're talking about the story. They were Deanie Hoffines, uh, who who I'm good friends with and love her to death. She's she's just uh, invaluable source and just a great friend for over the years. She was telling me one time they had gone to Buff Stadium, and he uh, Hoffines, her dad. Love strawberry snow cones, and so he loved going out there getting a strawberry snow cone, sitting out in the stands watching the game, and and uh, and one day it rained, and they they couldn't, you know, they had to drive back home, and I think this is when they were living out in the Yorktown area, which is by the Galleria area today and they were going back from from the you know the southeast side of Houston back towards the west side and and they're driving up the road and she she looks at her dad and says daddy why can't we play indoors <laughs> 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 and and the way she recalled it to me is like they were on this you know back then there's not a lot of big huge highways there's a lot of two lane roads right like you still see on the outskirts of Houston uh and he kind of stopped and he's like He's like, when did you start taking my smart pills? I'm chatting with Mike Acosta, the historian for the Houston Astros,
0: and our conversation isn't over. On next week's episode, Mike will share about creating the Astros Hall of Fame and the memorabilia authentication program he oversees. Mike, thanks for sharing about your life at the ballpark.
1: Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you for having
0: me. Listen each week for a new episode. I hope you'll subscribe and share with your friends.